Welcome to the Crown Podcast, episode eight. We're back, and I have something to get off my chest because we're just talking about purchasing things, buying stuff, and I'm a badly obsessive buyer. When it comes to getting into a hobby, I will full send it and buy whatever I need to be the top of the line, everything I need, right? And it, it's I think it's a very talking trade of myself to do that. Um, but Joe, you're just talking about how you you bought an eighty dollar. Card, right? Oh, yeah. No. When I when I go in, I go all in because now yeah. I have adult money. I don't have kid money. When I was a kid and Magic first came out, I think I was in, I don't know, eighth grade or whatever when it first came out, right? Yeah. We were we, we were buying packs and building decks of what we had. That's it. You could only buy what you, you know, what came in that thing. Yeah. Now I got adult money. So if a card is going to be better for my deck and... and help me then i'm gonna buy just the card why why i mean i've bought whole boxes yeah and been like cool let me see what i get but i have thousands of cards i don't use yeah so i was like all right look if i need to build the deck i'm gonna build it for a sole purpose right i'm just gonna buy a 80 90 dollar card get what you need yeah oh yeah and this guy says you deals better than magic See, okay, but that's the thing. I think Yu-Gi-Oh! had its time in the sun. People still play Magic. And I said 8th grade, right? So that's 30 years strong plus. I mean, I don't think I don't think Yu-Gi-Oh! is still hot. There he goes. He's just naming Yu-Gi-Oh! cards now. I'm not naming the card. It just said the dinosaurs died. Oh, the dinosaurs died. Yeah. Pangea? Might have split <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right, no. But a real topic, though, that was that was really quick of a transition. Not much that we can carry on there. But listen, have you guys heard about what's going on with the Mahomes family? More precisely, Jackson Mahomes, the younger brother to Patrick Mahomes. He is on the line right now for alleged sexual assault. Yeah. Now, hear this. There's video footage of him in a restaurant. They're being belligerent, him and his friends. He runs into, not runs into, I'm sorry. He goes into the owner's office of this restaurant, grabs her by the neck, and starts kissing her. You know, completely, you know, not uh, consensual at all. She's trying to push him off, but now this, he's running into the mud. Do they know each other at all? Like, is this the first time he's ever met this owner's wife or whatever? Or? From what I've heard, he is friends or ex-friends. With the owner's daughter. I mean, they're ex-friends now for sure. A hundred percent. But they've always come to this restaurant multiple times. And even the owner was like, every one in four times they come in the restaurant, they're acting, you know. Belligerent and foolish. Yeah, exactly. All right, that's no good. It's not. Um, but I heard that and I was just thinking of how bad. I left the camera again, I'm sorry. How bad that can, uh, the name. I'm saying the family name. How bad is that going to run into the dirt? No, no, I'm back, I'm back. <laughs> no, no, I'm back. I'm back. You, you, you're wrong. You, we got a vlog. We got bring the table out right here. <laughs> oh, I'm embarrassed. Sorry, guys. No, you're fine, Joe. Sorry. Just oh, but yes. Right, right. Dizzle. Yeah. Uh, we love you, Byron. Thanks for knowing how to work a camera, man. But Byron, why, uh, what's your opinion on Mahomes? Honestly, I've never been a fan of any Mahomes. I don't, I don't know much about the story. I kind of just found out about it, so I haven't had much time to think and process on it. It's very, you know, just goes to demonstrate that there's a lot of people who you know, get to a certain status and they behave a certain way because of their status and strictly because of their status. And I don't think it's right. It's never been right, nor will it ever be right. You know, I feel like, because, you know, those are the same people that are going to act like that. And then when something happens to them, they're like, how do I word this? Basically, you know how, like, when something happens to celebrities, they're like, oh, they're human, too. Like, you got to let them, like, be themselves and da-da-da-da. So, like, things like that, they're the same people who are going to try and plead that case. But you act so ignorant because they have such a high status. 
Right. He thinks he can act that way because mm-hmm. he has a high status. He right. thinks, oh, I'm, you know, a Mahomes. You're going to want to kiss me so mm-hmm. I can grab you and kiss you. And she didn't want nothing to do with him. No, I, yes. I agree with that 100%. Yeah, no, mind mind you, he's 22, I believe, 22, 21. She's in her mid-40s, and he's just forcibly allowing himself on her. Um, it's, it's rough, though, because that's going to affect even, that could affect, you know, Patrick's name as well. You know, you're, carrying, you're carrying the name for the reason of Patrick right now. Right, like, but, you know, okay, that that's another thing, though. You know what? Do... Should you be blamed or held accountable for the the sins of your family? Not at all. You know what I'm saying? Right. Um, and and I don't think you should at all. I think your 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 brother's cutting up and acting a fool. Then that's on you know your brother. Um, I don't think you should have anything to to do with that. I don't think you should be brought in the limelight for that because that's not you. That's not your life. Mm-hmm. If he's doing it because of your status, then that's behind closed door, doc. You know, behind a closed door talk you have with your brother. You know, look, you get into these places because we share the same last name. You're not a celebrity. You don't play for a big team. You don't. So the reason why is because, you know, my name. Um, So, yeah, now you do not do this from now on. Yeah. Here it is Sunday. We are live. We are amazing. We are great. The best podcast, the most interactive one you'll ever be a part of, and most importantly of all, the greatest to ever be in the city of Las Vegas. You know, we're just up there, latest and greatest. You know, you know. Let's start it off. You know, our checking. You know, the mental health checking. You know. We're men, we got to show that the men's mental health is a big thing, so we got to make sure each other's good before we go on to make sure other people are good. Oh, for sure. So let's start with you, Joe. How are you doing today? I'm doing real good. Um, My pain level's way, way down from where I was last time, so that's good. I'm also down 10 pounds, so that's good. Um, Got our logo tattooed on me yesterday so that's fire yes sir. uh so yeah man everything's roses uh it's it's phenomenal for me how about you stone how you Fuck doing yeah first off big shout out to lee jack man lee jack revolt tattoos but outside of that i'm good i'm good mentally we're we're steady we're rolling we're just prepping for the next one you know the next child coming along we did have a bit of a scare yesterday we had a a run to the er labor and delivery um nothing major but it was just some uh I think, like, some kind of scratching, like, just, like, itching. Um, but there's something if, like, with itching that uh, compares to some other possible effects. Is it, like, of, a Braxton Hicks contraction type no. thing? No. Um, it... It's more of, like, an infection that I oh, okay. think could be major. But it wasn't any of that. It was just a just a little scare. We had to go check in. Outside of that, man, it's, it's just we're, we're fully prepped and just moving along. We're good, though. Mentally, we're good. We're straight. We're rolling with what you, you want, brother? You, you know, I just want to acknowledge what you guys said first. You know, Joe, you say you're down 10 pounds, bro. I want to say congratulations on that, bro. You're doing great, making progress, you know. You found out that something needed to be done in order for you to get better, and you're putting your head down and you're doing it. So, sure. you know, I'm, if anything, you know, proud of you as a brother just doing that, you know. So, Thank you. Appreciate you know, that. Great job doing that, you know. Yeah. And also... Again, you already said it, but shout out to Revolt Tattoo and Lee Jack, you know, in the Meadows Mall here locally in Las Vegas. 
great tattoo shop, a great environment to be in, you know, and, you know, they allowed us to film a little bit and stuff, and, you know, most of all, they had a great tattoo artist do great work, so that's, you know, you can't ask for anything more out of a tattoo shop, you know? Oh, yeah. And, um, also, on you know, back to what you said, Stone, you know, glad to hear everything's okay, you know? You know, glad the scare's out of the way, and glad that everything's going over, going smooth, you know? Sure. It, you know, time's coming soon, you know? Very soon. You got to be as ready as you can, and you guys oh, are making yeah. sure you guys are doing that. So, you know, good shit. You know, I feel like being young, you know, and also being young parents at that, you know, I feel like a lot of people will probably look at you guys from the outside and might think you guys don't know what you're doing. But, you know, yeah. showing that you guys are getting prepared and you guys know the level of preparedness you need to have in order to bring a child into this world is a major thing. So... You know, I just want to congratulate you guys on just having that kind of mentality. You know, it's a great thing. It's fabulous to show that you guys have elevated in that point in life, you know. Appreciate you. Great things to hear from both of you, you know. Great things. And, you know, back, you know, on to me, you know, I'm just, I'm, I'm great, you know. I woke up this morning. It's a, it's a great day, you know, once again, you know, yesterday, you know, I spent the day with you guys and it was pretty great, you know, you know, great time at the mall, you know, and then me, you went to Target after, had a great time there, just fucking around doing things. So, yeah, it was uh, hilarious. <clears throat> and, uh, you know, also, you know, I was in great spirits because, you know, our, for our Spotify listeners, you guys won't be able to see this, but for our YouTube viewers, you know, I got on our, our Crown Podcast shirt, you know, made yeah. by the one and only Amber. You know, she has a Instagram page called Amber's Crafts. I'll drop that right here. And you guys make sure to check it out. Hit her up if you guys need any vinyl customs or anything. She'll get you guys right. And, um, but yeah, more than anything, you know, life's just great. You know, I can't complain about anything, you know. I'm still continuing to write. I have my book, The Faceless Love, coming out in a couple months here. You know, everything's moving along. It's flowing steady. And, you know, I'm still being hit with life obstacles. But now I'm at the point where I've elevated and understood enough to where I'm not making the same mistakes. And I'm not struggling the way I used to when some things come up so I'm grateful for that you know I'm grateful to know that I'm in that kind of high spirit not high elevation to the point where there's obstacles still coming and I'm able to tread on without having anything majorly stopped nice so no, that's good that's good great to have that you know definitely big big thing that's huge. you know no so, man it's good to hear you're good too yeah always you know always you know praising the most <laughs> high you know living the got a smile you know for sure. That's how I feel like a lot of people recognize me. A lot of people recognize me by my smile. So as long as I can keep that on my face, I'm good. So Absolutely, yeah, for sure. But um, let's get into a quick, another quick like innuendo topic real quick. Um, so I just started watching that Alec Murdoch case or whatever. <laughs> yeah. That, honestly, I really wanted to get into like, you know, a little quick mental health thing because of... What that basically the whole first episode is about, and basically the struggles of Paul. You know, like I feel like a lot of us, you know, we have friends that, you know, especially at our age, you know, that excessively drink and or you know do drugs and things like that. And you know, there's a lot of people who will shame these people for doing these things and not acknowledge the fact that there may be something going on behind the scenes. And it's a huge thing. It's a major thing. And I don't feel like enough of us are really sitting there like, okay, maybe we should see or check on this person, make sure they're actually okay. Because, you know, a lot of people are quick to, oh, they're so dumb. All they ever do is drink. All they do is smoke all the time. And they just like to be ignorant and blah, 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 blah. But there's a lot more behind that case, you know. So there's things like that where a lot of people have to take a deeper dive into a lot of people's situations rather than judging them from the outside in. Because just like we were all taught as kids, you know, you're not supposed to judge a book by its cover. It's never meant to be. It's not supposed to be like that. So I feel like as a community, as a society, we need to try shying away from that and showing people that, you know, what's under the surface does matter because every surface is going to look smooth, but everything can be fractured underneath. Huge thing, major thing. Um, But uh, let's discuss other things, you know, away from the mental health, let's go away from that, now let's live the happy life, let's get happy, excited, let's get pumped up, you know, um, 
So, um, in the sports topic, you know, I know you were talking about the Liverpool game this morning. You know, let's touch on that a little bit. You know, let's oh, see. Liverpool Jeez. crushed it this morning. They beat Man U 7-0. And they've been doing terrible this year. Man U's been showing up there. They've been playing solid. And, and that's what's crazy. This this past couple years, I don't know what Liverpool's mentality is. But when we go up against one of the juggernauts, one of the top six, we show up all cylinders firing, you know, and, and we came to play. And then we'll play a team that's about to get relegated and knock down and we lose. And we'll lose by like four points, you know. And it's, it's, it's crazy to me how it happens like that. And I, I don't know if it's we're underestimating the little guy or – we're resting all of our guys because our guys are tired. Liverpool doesn't spend the money these other top clubs do. Mm-hmm. So we have our all-stars, but our our bench is lacking. You know, if, if our all-stars get injured, we are doing terrible. Mm-hmm. But, no, one of our biggest rivals, Manchester United, and we just stomped a mud hole in them. So it's, it's the greatest... It's like for Stone watching the Yankees destroy the Red Sox. Mm. So, yeah, I mean, it, I, it couldn't be better for me today. I couldn't be on a bigger sports high oh, yeah. Than, than, yeah, right now for sure. All right. All right. You know, it's great to hear, you know. What about you, Steve? You got any sports news? I mean, we're just running on a low. I know last week I was on a high. <laughs> we're, man, we're on a, on a fat, low, like, slope right now. Uh, my football club lost today. Or yesterday. They lost yesterday to a team that we should have blown out the water. Mm-hmm. It comes down to the fact, you know, we're we're I think Liverpool can say the same thing. I mean we played out to almost played out to the level of our competition, really. Be it if we're playing the top of the line, we're gonna play with that competition. If we play the bottom of the barrel, we're gonna play with that competition. With that being said, we're gonna lose nine times out of ten when we play those lower, you know, those lower squads who are what, twenty fifth? How many teams do we have? Twenty eight? Oh, in our yeah, league? Yeah, yeah. 20. 20? Just yeah, 20. Yeah, okay. See, if we're playing 20, we're going to play down to 21. Okay, so we're playing 21st. Like, But that's the thing. Some clubs will do that, right? Mm-hmm. Or most clubs. Most of the top six clubs do that. It's just clubs like Man City, mm-hmm. they've paid so much money on so many different players that while it's their B squad, their B squad is still 10 times better than you know, anybody in, yeah. in 19th, 18th, 20th place. They're better than any of those. They have the number so, one practice squad. Right, <laughs> right. So so that's the thing, because they've gone out and they've spent the billions and billions of dollars because there's no salary cap, mm-hmm. per se. Um, but they're in a lot of hot water now for doing stuff <laughs> like that, for poaching players and stuff like that. They're, they're, they're looking at potentially getting titles stripped from them. Um uh, to you know, not being able to compete in certain tournaments, not being able to um, play certain games, and then you know, huge, huge fines for it as well. Uh, it's an, it's under investigation right now, but yeah, I mean, if if they get found, you know, to where that they did violate all these violations, it's it's drastically going to change the look of Man City. So, I'm I'm hoping it all gets found yeah, out. It's gonna be it's gonna be, <laughs> it's gonna be a bad rep for them. Yeah, bad bad rep. You know, I want to talk about two more things on the sports topic before we hop onto something Keep else. Fine. You know, um, another thing. So, real quick, have you guys been keeping up on the NBA situation with John Morant? Yes, I have not, but I love John Morant. He's one of my favorites, yeah. but I haven't. I don't know what's so, going on lately. The Memphis Grizzlies organization has suspended John Morant for at least two games because he was brandishing a gun on live on Instagram, and you know, a few days before that, they were looking into an investigation where it was said that he allegedly punched a teen, and it was another security, like a mall security guard. Yeah. And so yeah, they're looking at things like that, and as a result, I guess they suspended him for at least two games. He made a statement saying that he's going to step away from the like from the game for a little bit to get himself mentally right and make sure that he's where he's supposed to be. 
so that he can fill the shoes where he feels like he's in. And, um, you know, I just feel like, I feel like the brandishing part, you know, I don't feel like you should be able to suspend somebody for brandishing a gun. Like, well, okay, and, and so you got to look into a bunch of different factors, right? Okay. Are you allowed to brandish a firearm on Instagram? Is it against the guidelines on Instagram? Are you allowed to brandish a firearm where he was brandishing the firearm in the city state he was in? Mm-hmm. Um, so were any, any laws or guidelines broken? The other major thing is, you know, with all the, the mass shootings in schools in this country, with all of the, the mass shootings that are in public areas like malls or, or grocery stores or anything like that, right? Mm-hmm. Maybe as a NBA player, you do not want to be a role model, but you are regardless. And so what are you showing these kids by brandishing a firearm on Instagram? Mm. Are you letting kids know, hey, it's cool to wave a gun around, you know, because A, for children, that's irresponsible. You know what I'm saying? So you, you got to look at, at the bigger picture. We're all human. We make mistakes. So I think it's it's he did the right thing by going, look, I'm gonna I'm gonna mentally get right. I'm gonna mentally find out where I stand. I'm gonna. So he absolutely did the right thing. I think organizations get too involved in their employees' lives, be it basketball, football. You know what I'm saying? I think they get too involved in their employees' lives. But at the end of the day, that employee is representing that brand. Right. And you don't want that brand diminished. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. But do I think he did anything wrong? No. But you got to look at, you know, were any laws or, gun, or, or, or guidelines violated? And if they were, then, okay, I see the course of action. By the NBA, right? But if nothing, if if nothing was was wrong with it, if if you know Instagram doesn't have that policy, if you can brandish a firearm in the state and city he was in, no problem. Then by all means, they have no business, you know, suspending him okay. or, or taking him out of the game. So, a quick question before we let you address the situation, uh, just to make sure I have the clarification. So, are you saying that pretty much if you know, so he's able to brandish the gun in the city or state or wherever, like, place he's in, right? But that only goes against the Instagram community guidelines. Do you think that the NBA should be able to suspend him solely off of that? Just because he violated Instagram guidelines? No, I don't think that they should be able to suspend him off of that, right? Okay. But they're going to... But they're going to suspend him because of the role model thing. Right, right, right. What are you teaching these kids? You know, what are you teaching everybody who follows you? My son, huge fan of John Moran. Right. You know, he, he, loves, he loves Giannis. He loves Joel Embiid. He loves John Morant. You know, those are his heroes right now in basketball. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, you know, we, we emulate... And, 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 you know, our heroes. You know what I'm saying? I remember being a kid, playing basketball with all my friends. There wasn't one of us who, when we made a shot, didn't stick our tongue out like Michael Jordan. You know what I'm saying? Because that's what we saw Michael Jordan doing. That's, you know, we thought, oh, we stick our tongue out, the ball's going in the hoop. Right. It wasn't the case. But we emulated our heroes, mm-hmm. you know? So if, you know... Kids today see that they're going to emulate their heroes. They're going to go, well, he's, you know, throwing a gun around. I got to be cool on Instagram too. I got to get a gun and throw it around just like John Morant. And I think that's the issue the NBA is having. Right. Gotcha. Gotcha. What about you, Stan? How do you feel about the situation? No, I mean, I don't have much to say. I mean, it's, it, it's, it's a thing, you know, you're brandishing a firearm. Um, and like Joe said, whether you like it or not, you're a role model, you know? You made it to a point of your life, a certain stature that you are holding, and, and that's the life you live. You know, you're a human being, though. We all make mistakes. It is what it is. 
Um, I think if we can go off of context, I haven't seen if there's a video or someone recorded it. Um, I mean, what happened to our, our Raiders cornerback? I think he was, right? Uh, he was brandished a firearm, but he was also stating that he was going to go and physically hurt somebody mm-hmm. on the video. Um, now, that's beyond, that's another level of, you know, you're threatening somebody's life. Um, but I, I, I can, I, I can't say anything towards this, situ- this situation. You know, it's more, it's more just a timeout. You know, take a step back for Ja. Um, two games, it's not going to change his career. You know, like I said, though, it's just, it's just give him time, take a breather, and really just think about you know what what you did right now. Right, that's all. That's all the NBA is saying. Right, is really just take a break, think about what you did, and it is what it is. Um, but yeah, no, that's about it. You said you had one more thing. Cause yeah, I love John Morant. Yeah, no, John's fun to watch. Oh, he is. He's wrong. great, he's isn't he? Fun to watch. He's great. But and, and I mean, but the three of us, you know, mm-hmm. as we become more popular in Vegas and throughout, you know, the rest of the country, whatever. If or I'm not if when we become superstar podcasters, there we go, manifestation. You know, um. We're going to have a responsibility mm-hmm. because people are going to look up to us. People are going to draw ink on themselves. Right. You know? Right. With our name on it. Right. But th- that's the thing. We got to we got to put out into the world what we want to see back. You mm-hmm. know? We're going to go out and, and spread love. That's our whole purpose, spreading love, you know? And so when we're out and about, like the three of us in the mall yesterday, you know, None of us were acting a fool. Mm-hmm. We were spreading love. You know what I'm saying to everybody, even even the other uh, lady and her tattoo artist who were getting tattooed next to me. You know, they were like, "Oh, what are you guys about?" And it was, "Oh, you know, this is what we're about: spreading love. That's what you got to be." And that's kind of the mental thing you have to remember all the time: is who's watching. You know, but maybe that's just. The old guy in me, you know what I'm saying? Right. The, if I was 21 or whatever, however old John Moran is, you know, man, I cut loose. I did some crazy stuff when I was mm-hmm. a kid, you know, and, and wasn't thinking about it. Um, so, yeah, I mean, you got to, you, you take the good with the bad and you hope for the best. Yeah, yeah, definitely, definitely. And speaking of like the whole statue thing, you know, uh, we were actually talking about it before we went to the tattoo shop. Um, uh, we were stalking me, Stone, and Jenny, and um, what the question was? Somebody was asking like, somebody said something about Vegas, and um, I was like, they said something about Vegas, and I was like, I don't mind living in Vegas like this. The people like me here, mm. or like they're saying, oh, yeah, they're talking about how Mark Wahlberg moved to Vegas because he wanted a kid to have a better life or something like that, mm. and that. I was like, and oh, uh, Stone's girl Amanda was like, "Why would he do that? Why come to Vegas?" And I look, I looked at her and was like, "Broke my neck." I was like, "What? Like, <laughs> what are you talking about?" Like, and she was like, "What? You like it in Vegas?" I was like, "There's people like me in Vegas," and they're like, "I don't get what you mean." And you know, on this you know levelist conversation, I feel like that's exactly what I was talking about. You know, at the end of the day, I feel like I. I wouldn't necessarily say I want people to try and be me, but I would like people to look up to me and move the way I move because I move solely out of love. And, you know, you guys knowing me on a more personal level know exactly how I operate and how I get down for the people that I mess with heavy. Right. You know, for the people that I hold close to my heart. And I move a specific way for those kind of people. And, you know, even the people who aren't super close to me, I, I still treat everybody with the same level of respect and I don't ever shy away from anybody. I don't exclude anybody from anything. And I make sure everybody feels appreciated. And, you know, I try and conversate, make everybody's day throughout the day. You know, Stone, you know, working with me in the same department, you know, you see how I interact with everybody from customers to salespeople to, you know, people in different departments. And just how I go around the store and just talk to everybody, socialize. You know, you see the same thing. And, you know, I feel like there's just, a new way to be paved as far as the image of people. And, you know, the best way to display it is to not talk about being one of those people, but to become one of those people. Oh, for sure. And us three are doing that, you know, and it's amazing to see it. 
and uh, to see the amount of people we've influenced already alone and you know just getting started it's amazing you know i feel like as far as holding a certain stature and holding yourself to a certain level of human we're doing that and we definitely need to keep going because we could show a lot of people a lot of different things oh for sure i think that's i think that's one thing the whole country needs is to bring back humanity definitely you know there's too many people just in it for themselves and if we're in it together as a people then you know the sky's the limit you know we we there's nothing that we as a people can accomplish and and i think i think the biggest thing people out there need to understand is that you can have differing opinions and still be friends you know and i think that's the one thing that a lot of people don't get you know they on anything well if you don't agree with me or like the same team as me or like you know if you don't completely align with me then i can't talk to you and that's just not the way it is you know you got to embrace the differences in everybody so you guys can mesh well together and, and have different views on achieving the same goal there in the long run you know which is just humanity loving each other for sure yeah no definitely you you get out what you put into it right um you know you put in love you're you're going to hope for the best. Um, people are going to react the way they do. But we just keep putting our best foot forward. And we're going to get what we want out of it, you know. Definitely. People are going to, they're going to come around to it and, and understand we are the way we are. Not because it's it's act or it's a front. But the, this is how we run, man. This is how we are. You know what I'm saying? We we, we operate on, on, a, on a love basis. That's just what it is, you know. And I feel like, you know, you of all people, you know, I feel like most recently you've experienced the change in, the majorest way, but in the slightest manner, you know, like it's been like, you know, simply from, I think it was a simple transfer of departments for you that I've seen everything change, you know, because, you know, I used to see you coming to work and go to the cashiers and, you know, you were the same person, but you weren't the stone you are now. Like, mm -hmm. I feel like since coming over to, you know, this play department and, you know, since we started interacting, you know, you got involved with a different group of people. I've seen you embrace yourself as a character more. And, you know, you're more able to enjoy yourself. And I see you smiling more, having more good times and really enjoying your life more, more all aspects of it, you know. Oh, yeah. No, From try, even definitely. being home with, you know, your girl and your baby to having to come to work. You know, it's, it's not so much of a drag anymore. It's kind of, you know, you're ready. You're kind of pumped up for the day because you never know what could come. For sure. Know? And it's just simple changes like that, you know, it's just, you got to surround yourself with the people who will put you to those places where you can embrace yourself. 100%. Great things. Surround yourself with the right people, you know? That's all. That's what it is. So, last thing on the sports topic. Have you guys seen these freakish numbers from <laughs> the NFL Combine? I don't want to talk about it. There's, there's no reason why. There's no reason why. We're, they're created in a lot. A lot of them are created to have to be. Look, I don't, I don't pay attention to the NFL oh Combine, God, and I don't, I don't pay attention. Look, I've fallen in love with soccer over the past seven years, and so that's where my heart is now. It's gone away from from the NFL. Look, growing up, I think as a kid, in, in to my my early mid twenties, I was all about Major League Baseball, basketball, and football. Those three sports were my life. Because I was more focused on score, per se, mm -hmm. you know, than I was focused on, on anything else. Now my two passions, my two hearts, or where my heart is, is soccer, number one, hockey. And those two, you focus more on gameplay and the athleticism and the athlete themselves as opposed to the score. And... So I think, I don't know, I think me putting more emphasis in those sports and in the athletic play, I just, I forget to watch things like the NFL Combine. I forget to watch, you know, uh, the up-and-comers. I love watching college football, but I, I just, I mean, I forget about it. You know, when you showed me those numbers the other day, it was crazy. I was like, what do you mean these kids are, are doing that, you know? And, and again... I think it goes back to the difference in generations, you know, um, like, like a couple podcasts back, we were talking about 
the generation gap between today where everybody is a phenomenal athlete and goes to the gym constantly and you know constantly thinks about what they put in their bodies how it's going to affect their bodies and their performance and what have you when before when you know bill russell was playing or michael jordan was playing or dr j was playing dudes would drink a six-pack and then go play ball you know because it was it was oh this is just what i'm doing you know so i think i think you know the numbers are so much better at the combine because that's that's the mentality of the athlete today is i have to solely care what's going in and out of my body i have to you know be on fire and on all cylinders on all the time and in perform at the highest level no matter what because if not someone else is always going to be there outworking me and going to get my job just don't bring that up to Ocho Cinco. Hey, he's a beast. You know what I'm saying? Nobody could beat hey. Ocho Cinco. McDonald's over science, baby. That's what it is. <laughs> I love that man. Great. No, no, I'm just saying that. Just his whole aspect, his whole life, bro. Chad is a dope dude. Yeah, Ocho Cinco is hilarious. So, do you think it's safe to say that back then we had like natural talent, and now it's more worked for? I think the league's different with rules. I think uh, you have to be more athletic now um, because the way the rules are, you know. Uh, football, in the beginning of football, you could, you know, or modern-day football with the helmets and pads, you could spear a dude. You could tackle the quarterback as hard as you could. You could lead with the helmet. You could, you know what I'm saying? So, so it was just smash-mouth football. You know, it wasn't the refined game it is today to where it's, you know, solely dependent on talent. You know, it's, you know, you could, you could literally, I could play as a lineman in the, you know, 60s and 70s. I could not play as a lineman today in today's NFL. You know, I'm not as tall as 90% of the dudes in the NFL. Because they're giants now, mm-hmm. you know, and and you got these guys out there that are three eighty able to run a you know a, a four six forty, you know what I'm saying? I can run a forty in four minutes and five seconds maybe, but I'm not you know, I'm not doing it as quick as these cats. It's not happening. So so yeah, I mean it's 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 a different animal entirely for sure. Yeah, no, yeah. The part was. So tell me why my fear happened, bro. So I told you, like, I'm glad I never went to the job because the comparison between me being my size and running, like, my speed and somebody double my size doing it, I actually saw somebody do this comparison on Instagram. To a receiver and a D lineman. No way. Both ran a 4.6. And the D lineman's a whole 100 pounds heavier. There's no reason. And this was stated on the post. I was like, oh my god! I would, my heart would have been broke if somebody would have mentioned me. There's no reason. I mean, it was like, dude was five eight and like three eighths or something like that, and like a hundred and seventy four pounds, and the lineman was like six four and like three hundred pounds or something like that. But if you look at it, five eight and six four, he's got. What, what a, a, a 10 inch stride on you? Of course, he's going to be able to run faster. You're adding 100 pounds, though, too. Okay, but that stride makes up a no lot doubt. of distance. No doubt. I'm not taking that away, but it's, that's. No, that's. Yeah. I'm not going to lose words. There's no reason why. And I think, I think a lot of it. Um, I could be way wrong. Um, I think it's a culture that we're breeding to uh, in the athletic world. You know, it's, it's very, uh, very gym ridden and. and and diet based, you know, you're gonna look oh, like yeah. a top performing athlete. Like you said back in your day, you can you can look like you just came off the street. I'm saying and you're gonna be a killer. Don't get me wrong, you're gonna be murderous on the football field, right? You know, but these kids now, you're gonna see they look like robots. I guarantee you, in the in the '60s, '70s, and '80s, not one lineman cared how fast they ran the right. Their only job was to push the line. 
Right. One one, one way. Right. You know? That's all they did. They're like, look, I gotta walk ten feet. I'm not trying to. I'm not trying to run four yards. I don't need yards. Right. But nowadays, you know, they're like, look, you gotta you gotta run that forty yards because you might pick up a fumble. Yeah. You gotta move your ass. No, definitely. You know. And so they're like, okay, yeah, no, you're. You're gonna have another Vince Wilfork. Yeah, but there, there, there's no one back then who was like, yeah, I gotta worry about moving my ass. Yeah. No, they were like, look, I'm 300 pounds, and if a 150 pound guy try kicker tries to tackle me, it's not gonna happen because I can, you know, push him as hard as I can in his chest with my helmet. Yeah, you know, you can't do that now. No, it's ridiculous. You got you got numbers for SB or what? Let's see what stats do we got. Oh. There's no reason why, you know what I'm saying? There's no, how do you, you can't know, bro. Is a gazelle is what's going on, bro. You know how many linemen we're going to see playing out of position in the upcoming three but years? But that's the thing. See, a, a lineman from the 80s was a fat guy. Yeah. To it. That guy's probably got 3% body fat on him sitting at, you know, 280 or whatever. They look like robots now. Yeah. They look like, they, they do, like that Fox robot, um, um, Thing that they have on their commercials, yeah, yeah, yeah. that robot. Yeah, that's, that's what they're building. Playing football, now. <laughs> basically. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> it's fucking ridiculous, man. Um, no. Anyways, yeah, combine numbers. And what's even crazier? These kids are younger than us. They may be like two years. You know what I'm saying? Two years younger. Not than us. younger they're than not the same age. No, not younger than you at all, Joe. You're fine. You're safe. You, know, you got time. But the fa- you know, like, where was where where did I go wrong in my growth tree? You know, like at what family tree point? Like, we're going to give you... You can stay at 5'9". You don't get 6'2". Yeah, I would have died if I got hit by Michael Parsons. And he's on... He's, he's, I can't say he's on the smaller side, but there's there's bigger dudes than him coming up the line, too, you know? For sure. I would have died if I got hit by Aaron Donald. There's no doubt about well, you it. You would have died if you got hit by the fridge. Aaron Donald is <laughs> just about my height. Right. I'm just saying, if you got hit by William the Fridge Perry, yeah, he would have killed you. No, that, was, that would be suicide. More so, more so <laughs> suffocation, though. Right. Not by impact, by suffocation. You would have stopped your heart. You would have been like hitting a wall. You know what I'm saying? No, I think where, where, where would that change happen in the league, you think? With Palomalu looking the way he did? You know what I'm saying? He, he was, I think, one of the freakier, freakiest-looking athletes from the, where he was at playing, you know? Yeah, the whole Troy Palomalu, uh, Ray Lewis, Ed Reed. Brian Erlacher, yeah, they, they changed the game for sure. Yeah, yeah. They made major impacts to people who played their position, and it showed up. Talking about killing people, not physically, um, sports-related, <laughs> John Jones, you guys MMA guys? Yes. Yeah? Not really. No? I don't like Dana White. I respectfully. <laughs> you know, but John Bones Jones made his comeback yesterday. Won the heavyweight title. Nice. Yes, he came back. He gained forty pounds, and he okay. looks like a killer now. I thought he was big before. He's huge. But yeah, stomped out Cyril Gunn in the first round. I think choked him out. Yeah, came. I mean, when's the last time he fought? Twenty sixteen, maybe before that. But I mean, to put on forty pounds of pure muscle, it takes that long. Without, yeah. You know, age. I mean, I think, I think, yeah, you know, right. <laughs> you know, without, you know, performance enhancing drugs, it takes that long to put on 40 pounds of pure muscle. Right. Is what it sounds like he did. So good for him. No, it, it was phenomenal. Just watching him fight again. I hope he sticks around for for a few more fights. Yeah, no, but he do this. He Well, he'll have to defend the title within the year, right? I believe so. Okay. I believe so, unless they're going to have another abandonment, you know? But I don't think they're going to have another time like that. No, scary, though. Scary guy, you know. I, who would you step in the ring with? MMA. So you got to fight for your life. you got to choose your opponent, though, in your weight class. Francis. There's no way. Who would I fight in my weight class? Francis, I'm just kidding. I do... I, imagine, I do imagine not comments on the right. What? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's it's like that. Yeah. We're going socially, kidding. bro. Yeah, I'm just kidding. Who's, who's an MMA fighter in my weight class? You would. I'll get, no, I'll never argue. I can't. Billy Bean, Bean. But what was you mean Butterbean? Butterbean. No, I mean Butterbean. It's hard. That's boxer, right? Yeah. I mean, you can throw him in the. You know, it's 
hard. Yeah, and literally eight ounces on them. Right. You know, that's crazy. Butterbean is stupid hard. You know what Butterbean is, yeah. But to be fair, I think I could outrun Butterbean for sure. I'd step in the ring with him and just tire him You would condition his ass out. I think I would be able to tire him out and then just land one solid haymaker. I think, that's, I think that's the only game plan you can go with. But if I get to fight anybody UFC fight, I want to fight George St. Pierre for sure. Why is that? Because he, he, like, my, when I was really into the UFC, dude's badass. Hell yeah. Untouchable. GSP and BJ Penn. Yeah. Guys. Right? That was dope. That was a good era. Or Ken Shamrock. I'll fight Ken Shamrock now. No, but obviously not in his prime. Yeah. No. Right now. Shamrock was a fucking we will, we will thumb wrestle in the octagon. Me and Ken Shamrock. For sure. <laughs> Calling him out. <laughs> slap, slap fighting. You heard about that? I think it's oh, the lamest thing really? in the world. I think it's so stupid. No way. No, you cannot do something to where you're like, no, I'm super famous, but now you have, you know, you've knocked yourself silly and can't, you know, smell purple. You know what I'm saying? Because... It, it just doesn't, doesn't make sense. sense. Why? Literally, Literally, these, these people, people are smacking themselves silly. They're, they're, they're going to have concussions. And that's the craziest part is that you can't even defend yourself. Right. The whole premise is not to defend yourself. You're just like, look, I'm willingly going to let you give me a concussion. I'll start this game. Come on. Come on. It's just so fun, though. Just the fact, like, bro, you're going to tell me. You can't pay me enough to tell me to put my hand behind my back. <laughs> I don't get it. The one sport I do get, the slapping sport I do get, if you guys have seen this, where the chicks, they slap each other's asses. Now, I can get behind this sport all day. We'll talk about that after the fight. I can put a wig on. You're just trying to let some chicks slap your ass? Is that what's going on? Because that's what it sounds like is going on, B. Is that, is that what's happening? You just want to get a little spanked by some, some athletic women? Well, maybe exactly that's what me. it sounded like. Yeah, because it sounded like that's what you were in. It sounded like I'm about to play my round and forfeit. <laughs> <laughs> I'll go first. Yeah. And I quit. <laughs> he thought I was going to go all the way through. No. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I got a, I'm a one-round fighter. <laughs> Ask everybody. No, there's some crazy fighting leagues out there. Like, there's one dude's fighting in a telephone booth. What? Yeah. Oh, yeah, I, think, I think it's me. I think it's like I Russian. I'd try to do an telephone booth. Yeah. I'd fit. That's it. We'll get some other, somebody else in there with me. It'd be like they were hugging a memory foam mattress. I just got to I just gotta hold out and suffocate him. That's all I have to do. I'm in. I think it's like Russian base or something, you know? They throw two guys back. What's worse, they throw them in there, I think, back to back. And in a telephone around? And as soon as they blow a whistle or blow a horn, you turn around and start no, going. No, nope. back to back with some dude. I'm breaking wind. <laughs> killing him. Silent murder. I walk out with the belt every time. I feel like I'm a champion already. I really want to piss silent murder. <laughs> Oh, oh fuck! fuck. <laughs> oh shit! Oh my goodness! <laughs> oh, my goodness. <laughs> yeah, that's that, gang. <laughs> yeah, that's so, real quick, let's get one thing in before anything else happens. Oh. It is now our viewer selection segment. Ooh, I like that. Yay! The topic of the day happens to be. Once a cheater, always a cheater. What do you guys think about that? Take it, Stone. Oof. Once a cheater, always a cheater. I can say no. Um, and I would just have probably just speak from myself, you know, self experiences. It's pretty rough, but I wasn't the best of guys to be, you know, around uh, somebody's daughter. I was not. Um, Nine times out of ten, when I was before 18 years old, if I was with somebody, mostly talking to somebody else, too. Um, and I can blame that on our generation, I guess. That was the big thing. You have your roster. You have your lineup, you know. Um, but no, because when I found the right one, you know, it's, it's, been, it's been roses ever since. 
You know what I'm saying? So I, I even have a thought. There's no, you know, I don't want to. There's nothing inside of me that wants to go and talk to somebody else. Um, now I know there's, there's compulsions where there's people who just can't stop, you know, they're just like compulsive liars. Right? So you're, you're a compulsive cheater. You know, it is what it is, but I, I don't, I don't think so. You know, it also just based on the person. Um, but I don't know. Me? Me? Yeah. Yeah. Alright, so, and once a cheater, always a cheater. Honestly, I'd say that very much so depends on the individual, as you just said. I feel like it depends on whether or not the person who is cheating learned from what happened. Like, you know, like, if you cheat and you lose a relationship, but you didn't really care for the relationship, then it's not going to matter. And or if you've done it before and somehow, someone you can always go back and without a doubt they're going to always take you back, then no, you're never going to stop cheating because why? Because you're never going to learn your lesson from something like that. You're just going to keep going and you're going to keep getting your way no matter what you do, so you're never going to change anything. You know, the change has to be necessary and the change has to be made. So, like Stone said, you know, you get into a situation with somebody who actually is there for you and shows you something that you've never had before, you it can acknowledge that something you never will have again, then, yeah, you can sit there and you'll be like, oh, hold on, wait a minute, I'm, I'm not doing that ever again. That's so... Or, you know, if you are just kind-hearted enough to the point where you care about somebody else and you did something that you didn't know was cheating and you find out and you're like, oh, damn, you can genuinely feel bad enough to the point where you'll never do something like that again, then... No, so there's like, there's certain circumstances in which I feel like if you were cheated once upon a time, you can stop, but nine times out of ten, people don't learn from it because they always go back to that same person, that same person always takes them back because they're fools in love, I guess. So that's how I look at it, really. See, I think you got to look at the core of it. Why is the person cheating? And if, you know, why they're cheating determines if once a cheater always a cheater you know if it's a if it's a game for them if it's a uh you know hey i i like the thrill of it i like the i might get caught feeling i like then yeah that person's probably always going to be a cheater because you know it's what they're getting from it um but uh someone who cheats because they're not getting out of their current relationship what you know, they need personally to fulfill themselves. Um, so they cheat, you know, and in their new relationship, it's, they, they have everything they need, probably never going to cheat again, you know, it's, it's not a thing. So I think in the core, it depends on the individual. Um, teenagers, I don't look at it as, you know, cheating because I don't think, I don't think anybody in their teens plans on spending the rest of the life with you know anybody they're with currently you know there are the the rare instances where you guys see you know high school sweethearts stay together through the end of time but those are brought up on shows like 60 minutes in 2020 for a reason because it's so rare um so yeah i think you got to look at the core why that person's cheating um but on a whole, relationships are work, you know, and it takes it takes two of you. And if one of you doesn't want to put forth effort in the relationship, then I think it's it's the responsibility of that other person to recognize that and get out before they're cheated on. You know, go look. You know, I'm I'm the one putting forth all the work in this relationship. I'm the one, and I'm not saying I'm not victim blaming, but I'm trying to say. It's, there's two of you in that relationship, you know, and if, if, you know, they're not getting anything from you because you're unwilling to work or, you know, you, you, you know, someone's toxic in your life. And if you get cheated on, you know, it, it sucks and it shouldn't happen to you. And, but is a hundred percent of the blame placed on, you know, that other person, you know, or you got to look in your window and go, okay, what, what did I do? to make them look elsewhere, you know? And again, if it's the scumbag who's like, no, it's just the thrill, that's just me, it had nothing to do with you, then, yeah, I mean, that person's a scumbag and always going to cheat on you. 
Yeah, because, you know, I feel like, personally, I feel like a lot of the times, you know, amongst, you know, the male community, I feel like a lot, I see a lot of guys cheat, you know, strictly for looks. I don't feel like there's much deep root to the problem. Like, they'll be like, oh, well, she just looks better than the girl I'm currently with and or this girl has, you know, a big butt and my girl does it or, like, things like that or the... Pick and choose one thing that's here and not here, that's not deeper than the surface, and that causes them to cheat because they just wanted that quick attraction real quick. And so, you know, statistically, with married couples who've been married longer than two years, the women cheat more than the man, almost 50% more. So two to one. Women are cheating on men more than men cheat on women. Um, and, and, you know, who knows why, but it's, it's, it's definitely a two-way street, you know. Not, and, and most people blame men, you know, for cheating because it's like, oh, he's just a dog. He, he, you know, can't keep it in his pants. And, and when a woman cheats, it's... Well, maybe he wasn't providing for her, so she had to go somewhere else. And it's like, wait, wait, how is it? How is it always the man's fault? You know, why can't she be a dirtbag too? You know. Um, so again, it's it's like you guys said, it's individually based, but it's something that doesn't need to happen. If you don't like who you're currently with, tell them. Yeah. And, and I, I know, know that, that that's, that's a lot easier said than done because a lot of the times, you know, you, you're married, you have multiple children, you know, everything's in, you know, both of your names. It's hard to walk away from. Um, but, you know, it's... it's I mean, this could, this, could have been, this could have been good for me um, when I was growing up. You know, I am where I am and I enjoy where I am. But... Relationship advice, you know, the biggest thing is that hearing grass isn't always greener on the other side. You know what I mean? It's It could be from the smallest inconvenience that just made you mad. From from your girl, you go find it from another girl. She doesn't do this. I've just been talking to her for two days. You know what I'm saying? She doesn't do this. Well, let me go sleep with her now. Right? One little inconvenience, bro. That's She can be the same exact type of girl, you know, as the one you have now, but... You know, like, like just as simple as that phrase goes, you know, the grass isn't always greener, bro. You can, you just got to work things out. Maybe water your grass a little bit. Figure it out. Um, you know, but at the same time, you can only water some dead grass as long as you can. Right? And really on this, I say, like, the major thing as far as cheating, I just feel like you have to always keep in mind where your bond was, how your bond was formed. And also always communicate and try your best to get an understanding and really know who the person you're with is prior to getting into the relationship because nowadays a lot of things I feel like are being rushed and you know we're not taking that time to genuinely sit down and know who these people that we're getting into relationships with are and then when we find out who they are you know, I saw, I saw, I think it was like Carlos Miller said in an interview one time, he was saying like, we're finding out who people are and that's when we stop liking them. Like, we're, everything's cool and we don't know who these people are. You know, we're liking them, we're getting along so well. And it's not until we find out who these people are that these things are happening. So he was like, he was joking around and saying like, stop figuring out who people are, like stop trying to find out who I am. Like, just take what you see and call it that. So... It's kind of the two major things. Like, you just got to acknowledge who the person is and where your bond was formed and how your bond was formed. That's, that's the hardest thing is communication. Man, like Joe said, people say it's, it's easier said than done. Even just talking about the most littlest thing ever. You know, it can be the hardest thing to somebody, but that's, that's the biggest mark in a relationship ever. Uh, biggest downfall, biggest accomplishment would be, would be communication, right? That makes or breaks a lot of stuff. Um, I, I don't know. You gotta you gotta, you gotta work, work at communication, communication but I mean, definitely communicate. You have to do it. Hundred percent. No, def, definitely need communication in every aspect of life. 
um, more more so in a relationship than anything. But and if you have to feel you got to keep something from the person you're with, are you with the right person? I don't. Got to ask yourself that too. You know. No, because like you said, if if something if something goes awry, something goes astray, you should be able to talk to that person, right? And get it figured out instead of running to another person who thinks they have it figured out. But it's, you know, it's not going to happen. Right. I mean, with me and Jenny, we talk about anything, everything. She knows there's no question she can't ask me that she won't get an honest, straight answer to. Um, and it took us, you know, years to build that. But as soon as we broke down that wall, that's probably why we've been together for so long. Because we can talk to each other about anything and everything, no matter what. For sure. And you're going to go to war with the person you love, too. Oh, you know, for sure. You will, you will go to war. And it's it's... It's gonna, you're going to think it's going to be the last of it, you know? I'm, I'm pretty sure she's either tried to murder me or light me on fire once or twice. It hasn't happened once, you know? Then is it true love? I mean, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Right? Yeah. All right, guys. Listen on Spotify. Sorry. Byron's trying to get content right now from behind the scenes. Uh, yeah. And we're, we love we're you pissing, all. We're pissing them off. We are done. We're going to wrap it up in about an hour on this Spotify podcast. We love you guys. Stay safe. Be kind to one another. Hey, love you all.